today is called having your own relationship with God. As I was thinking about what I would talk about, I felt that I would bring this subject up because for one, I think that it's important. And for two, I think that it happens um, a lot more than what we than what we want to admit. So my topic, having your own relationship with God, starts out with, um, as us being Christians, sometimes we're steered in the wrong direction of what our relationship with God is supposed to look like or what it's supposed to be. Um, especially if you're one of those type of Christians, and I really shouldn't say type of Christians, but you know, a lot of us Christians, we all have our level, our different levels of God that we have, our walk. And some of us have a burning, burning desire um, that burns a little bit more or hotter than you know others. So I know one of the things that I get asked, um, or I used to get asked a lot, was, you know, why do I, you know, you know, why am I on fire for God the way I am so much? Or you know, they'll ask me, they'll see me read my Bible, they'll see me always, you know, giving the word of encouragement, things like that. And I remember one time that stuck out in my memory that I got asked, you know, and it's from a guy, and I know he probably meant well, but at the same time, I was kind of um, offended by it. He had asked, he was like, so what happened in your life what event had happened, you know, he was like, what event had happened in your life to make you so dependent on God? And he was like, you know, what kind of tragedy happened? And he was also saying how, you know, most Christians, you know, they always have a tragedy associated with their relationship with God. And it kind of took me aback because, you know, ever since I can remember, there was really no tragedy that happened in my life that made me on fire for God. I just always had a desire ever since I can remember, ever since I was a little girl, to just want to always fellowship with God and put God first. Um, you know, not being perfect, but just always knowing that God, you know, is in my corner, always wanting to go to church, always wanting to read my word, just want to depend and lean on Him. And there has never been uh, an event or events that made me 
you know, cry out to God and lean on him and say, okay, God, from now on, you know, this is going to be how I am with you. It was that I always had this desire, you know, as a little girl. And, you know, as we were conversating, me and him, he was under the impression that most Christians live in sin and then they hit a brick wall. Then next thing you know, they're all holy and clean. And at the same time, I couldn't be too mad at him because you have to think that there are a lot of Christians within the church who, however you want to call it, you can say that, you know, they're backsliding or, you know, they have one, one foot in the door and then one in the world. Um, until they hit that brick wall, then that's when they're, you know, all on fire for God and, you know, it's all about God. And, you know, there are a lot of Christians out there who are like that, but everybody has their own walk with Christ. You know, we can't say what a person's walk with Christ should look like. We can only just have our own relationship. But to think that um, that, that was his mentality and that's what a lot of people and even non-believers, they think that, oh, you know, what was, you know, what was the story behind them? Why are they so on fire for God? And honestly, that's a lot of, you know, Christians, but there are those of us out there who, you know, we just were, was born with this desire that God has put on us, you know, to live for Christ and to be on fire for him and learning from our mistakes along the way. But not all of us can say that we had one event or a few events that turned us back to Christ um, as to why we're on fire for God. Now, there are those who they may have gotten saved at a young age. You know, I don't think my, you know, I got saved at a young age. I mean, I was a teenager. But, you know, there are some who get saved, you know, when they're four, they're five, they're nine. So they may have, you know, backsliding or whatever you, whatever have you. But I think that all Christians, no matter how far for God you are or what your relationship is like, I do believe that those people who, and even those who are unsaved, you know, you may try the world and then you realize, you know what, there's no amount of money, there's no amount of material things, there are no, there's no um, specific relationships that can fill that void. And so you realize, you know what, there's something else out there better for me. And if you're a Christian, you may think, you know what, I've tried the world, I've tried things, I've tried running, I've tried numerous things, probably all at the same time. You know, some people can say they've tried drugs, they've tried alcohol, they've tried sex, men and women. And they come, come to the conclusion that, you know, these things are not it. So, yes, they, they go back to their first love, which is Jesus Christ. So, having your own relationship with God is between you and Him, you know. And if you're like me, you know, you were on fire for God at a young age, and that has just been your thing. And not to say that, you know, life had to happen in between for me because it has, but, you know, my point is, is that starting out from the beginning, you know, I didn't have to have, you know, um, a tragic event to say, you know what, I'm just going to give it all to God. You know, it was just, I'm just one of those people who God put it on my heart at, you know, at a young age to, to want to get to know him, to want to fellowship with him. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. 
you know, there's nothing wrong with those of us who are like that. You know, we don't think that we're better than any other Christian. And we're not saying that life doesn't happen for us, you know, because it does. But regardless of whether uh, a tragedy has happened or regardless if that's just been your desire, you know, your whole life as, as far as you can remember, as, as small as you can remember, you know, you were, it doesn't matter. We're all Christians. For those of us who are called to be saved, you know, it doesn't matter how we started out. It just matters our journey and how we complete our lives. Um, a few notes that I have um, for having your own relationship with God, like I said, regardless of what you felt motivated you, it doesn't matter. Your walk with Christ is your walk with Christ. Just like how my walk with Christ is my walk with Christ, and no one can have my walk but me. You know, a lot of us may have similar backgrounds. We may have similar stories. You know, we may have similar events, but all of our walks with Christ are completely different. And our relationship with God is our own. One thing I can say um, for having a relationship with God, I want to say first off is that for one, having your own relationship with Christ is just that. Having your own relationship with Christ. The only way you can get to God is through Jesus Christ. So that's one. Two, when you're developing your own relationship with Christ, with Christ, you can't have your grandmother's faith, you can't have your your grandfather's faith, you can't have your parents' faith or your sister's faith or your friend's faith. You have to have your own. It's okay to be inspired by people. It's okay to have people you look up to. But don't idolize them in their relationship so much that you try to mimic their, their way of life in order to get that relationship that they have with Christ. Christ is not going to allow you to do that. You can do that for a little bit, but eventually Christ is going to burn it on your heart through the Holy Spirit to let you know and to let me know that he loves us so much that we don't have to try to mimic someone else to feel loved. God is going to help us see that who we are is good enough for him as long as we go through Jesus Christ. God said, come as you are, and that's exactly what he needs, and that's exactly what he wants. God wants us to come to Christ as we are and let Christ, the Holy Spirit, and God, you know, the Godhead of Trinity, do their thing. You know, some people say, you know, clean your life up first and then go to church, or clean your life up first and then try to, you know, get with God. Don't ever do that because there are some people who they've actually had that mentality, and They've been doing that for years, and they've been running from God, running from God for years, thinking that, oh, I'm going to go to church when I get my life together. And then next thing you know, they're six feet under with no dreams accomplished, no nothing that God put in their heart, you know, being manifested. Um, they're six feet under, and a lot of people may have said to them or about them, man, they had a lot of potential. You know, you ever seen one of those people who, you know, even, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So in New York City, where I've grown up, you see a lot of people, whether they're from New York City, Philadelphia, Chicago, California, you know, Colorado, Nebraska, Alaska. You see so many people on the subway. And these people, they can sing like they have opera voices and they've gone to school and they've had their voices trained. But what makes them different 
than a person who's actually in an opera, who's conducting and orchestrating, you know, uh, these numbers. And those who are, you know, um, living out their acting careers, those who are singing professionally and traveling, we have to ask ourselves, what's the difference between those who you see on the streets that are homeless, who are begging for change, and those who are actually on the path to live out successfully their dream and their calling. And don't get me wrong, this is not to put down anyone who's homeless and to make fun of them. I'm just trying to make a point because I have a heart for all people. What I'm saying is, what is the difference between them and those who made it? And the one thing that's constant is their mind. If you change your mind, you can change your life. You have to become successful with one thought at a time. You know, becoming successful with one thought at a time will bring you one step at a time, will bring you one obstacle at a time, one success at a time, one victory at a time. But eventually, if you tell yourself, okay, the next day I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep walking, I'm gonna keep moving forward, I'm gonna keep um, breaking down walls, I'm gonna keep breaking down these barriers, I'm gonna keep um, moving through obstacles, I'm gonna keep moving forward, I'm gonna keep my mind positive, you know, maybe you didn't end your day right, but you know what, you can start your day right. You're gonna just picture yourself walking, taking steps, moving forward, keep walking, putting one foot in front of the other, and you may be tired, but eventually, you know what, you keep walking, you keep walking, even if you take breaks in between, you keep walking, just imagine looking down at your feet and one foot is going in front of the other. That's your thought. That's your thought pattern. One positive thought after another, after the other, is going to get you to where God has for you to go. You keep walking. You keep moving. You may get knocked down on your knees, but you pray before you get up. God gives you the strength to get back up. You keep moving and you keep walking and you keep thinking positively. You keep conquering your thoughts. You keep uh, casting down vain imaginations and you think on things that are positive like it says in the Bible. And you keep moving forward into the purposes that God has for you. You know what I'm saying? So if you look at a homeless person and a person who's successful, their stories may very well be very, very similar. You know, maybe both of them were molested as a child. Or maybe one was molested as a child and, and um, the other parent was on drugs. Or maybe one parent died, you know, when they were young and they didn't have anyone to look up to and to lean on and their foundation was really shaky and maybe you know you may meet two people that are that have similar stories but one is successful and then one is homeless what is the constant in that in those people's lives it's not the tragedy it's their mind one decided you know what i'm not going to let life get to me i'm going to keep moving forward the other one said you know what forget it I've had X, Y, and Z happen to me, so I'm going to be this way and that way and such and such. So the constant that you have to look at is the person's mind. It's our mindset. How is our mindset? God cares about our mind and the things that we're thinking and the thoughts that we have constantly going through our minds every day because your thought pattern is going to determine whether you become successful or not. Because God can give us many, 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 many opportunities. But if we allow fear to set us back, then we're not going to move forward. 
There are some people who they they experience fear all the time. So do I. But sometimes, well, not sometimes, all the times you have to push forward, regardless of what you fear, who you fear. Pushing forward and putting one foot in front of the other is always gonna end up with you conquering whatever it is that you're conquering. And if conquering a grave is one of them, then fine, so be it. Because there are so many people who they die every day and all they have is a dream, a wish, you know. And, you know, on their deathbed, they may say, man, I wish I could have done X, Y, and Z. You know, don't be, don't be that way. Don't be that person. You know, change your mind, change your life. And if you change your life, I guarantee you that you're going to go in the direction that God has for you. So having your relationship with Christ, it doesn't matter what your background is. You can always develop and grow stronger in Christ, and you can always be who God has called you to be, no matter what happens. When life throws us, you know, lemons, we have to make lemonade, but we have to lean on Jesus in order to make that lemonade because only Jesus has the ingredients. Don't let anyone tell you what your relationship with God should be like. You can't have your grandparents' faith. You can't have your, your parents' faith. You have to have your own faith, and that's your walk with Christ. Jesus was on fire for God, and he didn't live in sin. He didn't have to have a tragedy happen for him because he is the Messiah. You know, God didn't, you know, say that he has to go through X, Y, Z in order to be who he is. This was in God's will. Having your own relationship with God requires you to read the word, and you have to read the word for yourself. Uh, reading the word of God on Sundays only is not going to be enough. You know, you can attend Bible study, and that's fine. But I'm honestly going to say, even from experience, you know, um, going to Bible study and going to church isn't enough. You have to sit home and read the Word of God for yourself outside of listening to a pastor or a minister or a bishop preach the Word of God. Reading the Word of God and fasting and praying and being still before God, listening to Him, because we can read the Word of God, but we also have to hear God. And that requires us to always have one ear in tune with him. That's going to help us develop our relationship with God ourselves. Another, another thing that I can say that will help you with your relationship with Christ and to develop it deeper is before you go to man for advice, because I used to be that way. I mean, I still do, you know, go to people who I trust for advice, but I used to do it so often and so much to where someone had advised me, they was like, you have to lean on God for yourself. It's okay to get advice, but lean on God before you lean on man. Because even no matter how much we respect people, no matter how much we admire people, their answers is not always going to be perfect. God may have an answer for you that they don't have for you. So... Develop the habit of going to God first, putting Him first, seeking God first, seek Him for advice first, because at the end of the day, that's all who you have is, is Jesus Christ. God may bless you with a team. God may bless you with a family. You know, God may bless you, you know, to be a wife, a husband, you know, what whatever role and position He gives you. And you're going to be in those positions, and sometimes you're going to have to make decisions on the spot. And in order for you to tune into God and to lean on Him and to hear from Him a lot clearer and a lot faster, 
you're gonna it requires you to de- to develop a relationship with him because life is gonna require sometimes that you come up with things on your own. Well, not really on your own, but leaning on God. You're not gonna always have someone available. And a lot of times, the way that God helps us develop our relationship with Him and to lean on Him is just that there are going to be times when God is going to put us in positions or allow us to be put in positions where we're going to want to pick up the phone or message someone on Facebook or Instagram or whatever the new technology is that you have today for faster communication. God is going to make it to where that no one's going to be available. And, and in that moment, you're forced, you're forced to lean on God because you're like, I don't have the normal person who I normally lean on. And that's when God is probably going to use that moment to speak to you. And you may find yourself saying, you know what? This isn't all that bad, you know? And God is going to give you the best answer all the time, even if the answer is not what we want. God's answer is always the best. So leaning on God for ourselves, seeking God first before we go to friends, family, people we admire, is 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 key getting in and reading the word of god for ourselves studying the bible before i study the word i always ask god to give me wisdom and understanding and knowledge as i read and study his word and i've always prayed that ever since i got saved you know because my pastor had taught me um well not taught me but it was one of his sermons that he talked about he he spoke about and he said before we go into the Word and read the Word of God, always invite God in. Always invite the Holy Spirit into the atmosphere and ask God to give us wisdom, understanding, you know, of the Word. And then that's my that has been my prayer ever since I, you know, was known to, you know, that I got saved. So that's another thing that you can do um, before reading the Word of God is to ask God for understanding because. Only the Holy Spirit can give you understanding of His Word. You know, anyone can get anyone can pick up the Word of God and they can pick up the Bible and they can read it. But it's only God's children who God can give and reveal His Word to through the Holy Spirit. We're not living in you know like the Old Testament how back in the day uh, churches or church members or you know children of God they used to. They used to go to the high priest to get an answer from God. You know, we're not living in those days. We all, those who are a children of God, who, who we've accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, we all have access to God. So we're not living in the Old Testament days. You know, we have Jesus Christ for a reason. We can lean on him at any time. We have access to God 24-7. He lives on the inside of us. So these are my, my points for... Having and developing your own relationship with God. Um, I pray that you are blessed by this message. I pray that it is a um, a blessing to you and those of you who are listening. Don't be intimidated by anyone else's relationship. You know, with God, with Christ, you may have a desire, and that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But don't don't be intimidated. Don't don't be discouraged. You know, I used to be there. I used to look at people and I used to admire them because they knew so many gospel songs and they knew so many scriptures and they could recite these scriptures, you know, right off the bat. And here I was, you know, at 14 and 16 and, and even 19 and 20 years old where 
No, I didn't know a whole lot. But even though I got saved, it still took some time and some years for me to develop, you know, my relationship with Christ and where I'm at now. You know, I can say that I do know a lot more and I know a lot more scriptures and gospel songs. But just like you, you know, back in the day I used to be, you know, uh, intimidated and I used to desire to have, you know, what other people have. And I used to be like, man, I wonder how, you know, they got to know God so good. And, and I wonder, you know, you know, what was their life like, you know, in order for them to, to praise and worship God the way they do. And the answer is everybody has their own their own walk with Christ. And, and God puts the burning, burning desire on each of our hearts, regardless of what we go through and if we go through anything, you know, before that, that uh, transformation uh, happens with Christ. So I pray that you are blessed by this message. Develop your own relationship with God. It's okay to seek advice. Um, from people and those who you trust, but just know that at some point you're going to have to become an adult, um, brother and sister in Christ. You're going to have to lean on God for yourself because eventually it's going to be required of you. You know, you can't always eat candy for the rest of your life. You have to start eating meat and potatoes, and that's going to also help you, you know, with your understanding, your wisdom, and your relationship with God. It's that meat and potatoes of the Word of God, and, and part of that meat and potatoes is sitting down and reading the Word of God for yourself. Even if you sit down and you read and you don't always get a revelation from God every time you read it, though, that's okay. You know, still read the Word of God. Still develop your own relationship with God. You can't live off of your grandparents' faith, your parents' faith. You have to have your own faith. I pray that you are blessed by this message, and I hope to...